Welcome to WRWL Comic Chat. Okay, so guys, this is episode two. You just finished listening and checking out episode one. Uh, so this is the second part of what we recorded. Uh, and so, yeah, here's here's us kicking this off. Uh, the next book or miniseries we got here is uh, Blue Beetle Graduation Day. Uh, that just wrapped up and is also going to lead into Blue Beetle's new series in September as well. Uh, Boom Sam, why don't you go ahead and start us off with that? It's a it's a nice enough story. It started out uh, it started out good enough. It, I mean, he's uh, he's basically being uh, I mean, Jaime is being basically being shipped off to uh, Palomero City. I don't know if you pronounce it like that, but uh, it's a different city. He lives with his aunt, I think. Uh, he has to get a uh, you know like a out of school job. Uh, uh, and he's basically uh, grounded, if you will, from being a superhero by uh, Superman and Batman. That's how the first few books started. Uh, then uh, another uh, another Beetle character shows up, and uh, you know they 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 fight and everything. Uh, I mean, Ted Court, uh, Blue Beetle's in there, is trying to mentor him a little bit, uh, and there's. Uh, there's a uh, offshoot of the Reach, I think. They're kind of like a group that rebelled against the Reach. Uh, I think they're the called Horizon. Horizon, yeah, exactly. And uh, at, at, at first, it feels like they are coming to Earth to to attack, but uh, it turns out later that they're just uh, uh, seeking a sanctuary. You know, they're they're trying to uh, they're running from the from the from the Reach, and they're they're just trying to find help. Uh, from uh, from the Blue Beetle, uh, so it started out well enough, but I think he, the the book uh, ended well for me. It was a little bit weird because you know Superman and Batman were were in there, and both of them didn't really uh, feel like themselves. You know, I mean, uh, both of them were like uh, you know, both Batman and Superman are pretty leader type uh characters but they both said okay let's just let this uh, teenager who has little experience as superhero let them let him handle it because it's it's his uh uh it's his it's his it's his mess to clean or something or it's his uh connection to the reach that may help or something like that and it really to me it felt uh out of character for both uh superman and batman but if you can look past that, it was a uh, good enough issue, good enough run for me. He also explains that uh, that Kaja Da, the scarab, starts talking to him again, starts communicating mm-hmm. with him. You know, it upgrades his suit. Uh, one of the highlights for me, of course, is Ted Cord being in this book to mentor Jaime and uh, his sister, Victoria Cord, who, you know, I believe is going to be the antagonist of the next series just setting it up you know similar to the movie i believe that's why you know she was brought in and um i mean i I enjoyed the issue you know i'll buy anything with ted cord in it anyway i I also like the uh the 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 purse snatcher the thief that he tried to help and uh he, he turned things around on him uh pretty quickly 
with this uh, magical handbag that lets him do all kinds of magic stuff. Thought that was a little bit uh, was a little bit of a side story, but it was it was nice. Well, yeah, and then the wrap up is the horizon. It looks like they're going to attack, at, but it turns out they just need help. You know, Jaime goes up there, powers his suit up all the way, uh, helps save the day, lands the spaceship, and then invites all of the Horizon to live right there with him in uh, Palomero City. Uh, the other heroes are like, oh, hey, how are we going to, you know, how are you going to pay for this, buddy? Kind of. And then Victoria Cord comes down and is like, hey, we're going to fund it and we're going to set this up for Jaime. I, I've always enjoyed Jaime uh, anytime he pops up. I think that he is a good example of a legacy character being able to be something completely different from uh, who he is established from. I mean, Jaime and, and Ted are about as far apart as possible, whereas, you know, uh, Ted and uh, Ted, Dan Garrett were kind of like, oh, are you sure this isn't just the same guy? But I thought it was a really fun series. I thought it was a good setup for Jaime. I think that if you're excited for the Blue Beetle movie that's going to be coming to theaters in August, I think, uh, I think that's when they finally set, set, set the date for it. Um, this is a good series to kind of introduce you to where he is in the DC universe right now. Um, and it's also kind of a good reflection, I think, of what they're going to be doing in the movie. Uh, he's kind of a young hero that's going to be um, more akin to like a Spider-Man who's got to try to figure out his own way and how to be his own hero in a world where it's already got all these established heroes. Um, I definitely want to push back a little bit on you guys saying that Batman and Superman were mischaracterized. Um, I think that both of them are kind of like, hey, we're going to let you handle it, but we're still going to be keeping an eye on it. So if you screw up, uh, expect us to drop in uh, was kind of my takeaway from it. Uh, I think they've done that in the past with heroes where they want to give them, give them the opportunity to rise to that next level of being a superhero. Well, and plus, Boomy, at the at the end, when Jaime is, you know, he's spent all of his energy and he's coming back down to Earth, Superman is the one that goes up and saves him, so. Yeah, true. It just felt a little bit more out of character for Batman than for Superman, I guess. I think Superman would be a little bit easier, be a little bit more laid back to, to let him handle it. But, I mean, Bats, I mean, come on, he's a total control freak. He would never let let the the reins slip, if you will. But that's just my uh, opinion. Well, I, I think that Batman has always been the classic. I'm going to let you think you're in charge, but really, I'm still in charge. Uh, is usually his approach. Yeah, he probably um, had something in his utility belt for that situation if it went awry. <laughs> a blue beetle repellent. Yeah, shark spray, right? <laughs> All right, guys, I think we'll pick back up with uh, Blue Beetle when his new series starts in September, right after the movie. Um, so going into our next book here, we have a uh, new number one, brand new issue. Uh, by the way, guys, this is a great month to jump into comics. If you're looking for an opportunity to get in on, on comics, we have new number ones from uh, Green Arrow, Spirit World, uh, Shazam, Green Lantern, uh, Doom Patrol is on its second issue, uh, and then I believe in two Sup or three months, Superboy is supposed to be getting 
Uh, Superboy just started yeah. as well. Thank you. Uh, we're going to get not new number ones, but they're going to be new creative teams, which if you're not familiar with comics are essentially new number ones uh, for Wonder Woman and Flash. So great time to be jumping in right now for DC. Um, and, you know, I, I for me, if you guys are listening to this and you know me on the Discord, if you jump into a comic and you don't know what the hell is going on, feel free to reach out to me. Uh, I'm happy to, you know, help you guys get your feet wet in the comics world. And I'm sure the other three guys on here with me uh, wouldn't mind answering questions for you as well. Yeah, and I'm in like three um, or four no. discords. So um, even though there's like 57 of them for the game, but I'm in, I'm in a few <laughs> of them. But Boom Sam, you can find for sure. Yeah, and Boom Sam's an admin in every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> but yeah, yeah you can. <laughs> But feel free to uh, to reach out. I'm happy to uh, talk about comics with anybody. Yeah, and that's the other thing, too, is if you're looking for recommendations, maybe, you know, some of these books you're talking about might be intimidating to you. Um, and you just want a suggestion for, hey, where's a good place to start on this character? Feel free to reach out. We, we all have suggestions. And uh, if we don't know, we can definitely look into it for you. Um, anyway, moving on into our next issue here, guys. We had Shazam. Um, Digi, why don't you go ahead and uh, break this book down? Let us know what you loved about it. Yeah, Shazam was very fun. You know, it starts with um, alien T-Rexes. You know, he's talking to this family. They're having some kind of tea with him. If that shows you how, you know, the fun in this book. Also written by Mark Wade, one of my favorites. Anyway, but uh, they kind of use this open for uh, Billy to explain his powers, you know, his acronym. It kind of gives you a good introduction to their world. Uh, they also explain why they are calling him the captain now because. Hey, they I'm sorry to interrupt you, but you're really burying the lead here. Talking T Rexes. Um, that should have been the first words out of your mouth. That's the most important thing that happened in this issue. Oh, absolutely. Talking T-Rexes, baby. But uh, he, he does get the new code name, uh, the captain. You know, at first it's kind of like a joke, I believe. But uh, he likes it because now he can say his name and not, you know, get turned back into Billy and fall from the sky or land in the water or what have you. And... Um, also, you get to see a side panel where they're saying how disgraceful he is. And I believe that Zeus and Solomon, uh, we're going to see them interfere with his powers, which at the end of the episode, as he's saving the day, he turns on the people and starts calling them peons and, you know, they're dirty and why would you touch me? And then, you know, he snaps back really quick and it's like, oh, God, what did I do? And they ended on that kind of uh, note to, you know, draw you in like what's going on with Billy? Why did he have this snap? You know, you know, he's not in control of himself when he is snapping on the people. But it was a good first issue. Uh, it also explains. Uh, oh, they also bring back Talkie Tawny, uh, Talking Tiger that is helping his foster family. He's the maid, the butler, whatever. Yeah. 
Uh, we also uh, see that Freddie, Pedro, Darla, Eugene, uh, none of them still have their powers. And I guess they're still not able to share their powers uh, from what happened in Lazarus Planet. Yes. A um, couple of things I wanted to touch on is I really enjoyed how uh, they broke down that being Shazam all the time is not fun. Uh, because when you have the downtime and you have the... Uh, little voice of the wisdom of Solomon telling you, you know, hey, maybe you need to eat some vegetables. Uh, maybe yeah. a little less video games. Yeah, very good explanation of why he isn't just Shazam all the time. So, yeah, very. One of the, one of the uh, I just want to point out a piece of art that I loved in this issue was the, when he was talking about the podcast that he launches to talk about uh, the captain's exploits. I really enjoyed the art piece where it's got Billy and it's just his body has all the art from all of his different adventures and it's got the logo in the background. Just thought that was a really, really cool uh, visual there for the book. Uh, Boom, what did you have for the book, sir? Uh, yeah, I also liked the, the part where, uh, you know, because he doesn't have super, super hearing, he has to rely on other uh, means to get the... Uh, get the source of the uh, emergency and he uses the, the podcast to, to to do that. I thought it was very, uh, very clever. Uh, and at the end, uh, uh, Digi already uh, uh, mentioned that, you know, where he snapped at the, uh, the people he just saved. I am really hoping it's Mr. Mind that it's uh, that uh, that's somewhere in his in his ear or something that's making him do that because, you know, I would really like to see Mr. Mind uh, back again. I do think it is going to be Mr. Mind. One of the things I've really actually enjoyed that it, you just kind of snapped into my brain here is the fact that with all of these new relaunches, there's been a big focus on the classic villains uh, for every single character that's gotten a relaunch so far. You know, you got Parasite, Metallo, Livewire, Silver Banshee, uh, Cyborg Superman in the Soups books. Um, I One of the things I think over the last you know, five, 10 years in DC rebirth and even new going back to the new 52, which by the way, I think is actually like 13 years ago now. Uh, there was a lot of trying to invent new villains more so than tell classic stories with the classic villains. Uh, I thought that that was the focus for a long time with DC. And I think that they're going back to their roots a little bit. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good thing. But, you know, uh, we talked about this uh, in other, other uh, episodes as well. You know how they have uh, different versions or, you know, amped up versions of the uh, the villains that they had. You know, we have a, a parasite in the Superman books who is now multiplying and they're, uh, and we have uh, like uh, an amped up uh, Metallo who is also uh, creating other Metallos and everything. Uh, even in the Batman book where we have uh, Venom enhanced uh, uh, versions of uh, Two-Face and other uh, uh, bad guys. So if uh, if we if it is Mr. Mind and if they are going to beef them up, uh, do you think Mr. Mind is going to be a butterfly now? Maybe he's a killer moth now. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> All right. I'm sure, again, we're going to be talking about Shazam month in and month out. Uh, so I think we're ready to move on to our next book. Um, and that would be uh, Green Lantern Top Gun. Uh, you guys want to tell me, uh, Berger, why don't you kick us off on this one so you had to sit out Shazam. Yeah, take us into the danger zone, uh, Seacrest. 
<laughs> yeah. So this, you know, it's kind of, uh, I, well, one, I love the books where Hal's on earth. Um, I'm always a big green lantern fan, as you guys know, but, um, you know, the last iteration, I, I wasn't, you know, as, as excited about every, every week, but I like it how he's back on earth. Um, he's getting back into his, you know, I want to be, you know, fighter pilot. I need work. Um, and, and so definitely, you know, touching base with Carol Ferris again. Um, and so I really, so I, I really like the way that it's starting out. Um, you know, it in- introduced a new villain, um, that had Manhunter armor, um, Manhunter uh, for the, everybody doesn't know is the, it was what came before the Green Lantern Corps. Um, and so the group before the Green Lantern Corps, the guardians basically made a bunch of androids. Well, the androids then started, you know, basically kind of running their own thing and started saying, Hey, the only way that we can protect people is by, you know, oppressing or killing them. Um, and so that's why the guardians ended up going with, you know, you know, the traditional rings and green lanterns that you see everywhere else. Um, so anyways, uh, somehow a human gets the, uh, manhunter armor, you know, he's wrecking, uh, he's, he's causing destruction, uh, doing all that. Uh, Hal Jordan, um, attacks him without his ring. Um, and then whenever the manhunter fights back, um, and uses his green energy on him. Uh, you see how Jordan get powered up, <clears throat> but it's showing like the dynamic uh, between him and Carol, him getting back to how, you know, everybody's first introduced with, you know, how Jordan of, you know, fighter pilot taking risks, um, you know, strong it, it overlays, you know, having the most willpower, all that. But what I'm most um, excited about was kind of like the little mini series after um the book and so it it goes into and it shows uh so now john stewart's back on earth as well um and and again if if you guys read the prior iterations you know john stewart basically becomes um this all-powerful um you know almost god level being um and ends up giving up that power um to kind of save the day but you know, it ends up, uh, so now he's back on earth, you know, he, he meets up with his mom, um, and just doing menial kind of tasks around the house and kind of, you know, shows that the human side, um, of him. Right. But then the thing, again, that kind of introduces it, but then what I'm most excited about is then it pans forward. Um, and it goes into the, the future and it shows a, um, Guy Gardner that's uh, really beat up, um, and then Andy has a man bun too. Yep, yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and so basically, what happened, you know, again in prior iterations, you know, central power batteries explode is is gone. There's a new power source that's kind of fueling the the Green Lantern rings, um, and and it introduces the Revenant Queen. Um, who is, uh, it seems like the mother of bright revenant. Um, and it, it alludes to, you know, her wanting to, you know, obviously take revenge on the green lanterns. Um, she's working several dead green lanterns as puppets, um, seems to kill guy Gardner, 
um, and basically is like, I want Jon Stewart. Um, so it, it seems really cool. I really like uh, the direction how it kind of jumps forward, kind of shows you what's going on. So I'm sure um, we'll continue to see some like bouncing around a little bit with like, you know, what happens um, that's kind of leading up to this big bad. But uh, she seems really powerful. And, and I, I'm, I'm really kind of excited to see uh, where Green Lanterns and, and they kind of take this. Yeah, I, 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 I'm with you there, uh, Burger. I, I, I just thought I, you said it was from the future with the Guy Gardner stuff. I, to me, it felt like a different universe, but you know, it could be the future. I, I'm not sure. Um, and I just wanted to add that uh, with the, uh, the, the things that uh, that happened in it was either Dark Crisis or Lazarus. Uh, the, the human Green Lanterns were basically uh, grounded on earth because they uh they didn't listen to the uh uh what they call the guardians the guardians of the universe so they, well, they, they 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 took away their powers and now they they don't have any green lantern rings well the the guardians have disappeared and it says um the united planets have seized control yeah exactly the, that's what i meant sorry and they've also um, quarantined the, you know, sector two eight one four, you know, the Earth sector. So yeah, the the, the, the United Planets took control of the uh, the willpower stuff. Uh, and I thought it was really cool that when uh, the uh, the guy with the Manhunter suit blasted him with uh, the the green energy, you saw that uh, basically uh, Hal was recreating his own ring again. So he. He forged his, his ring out of out of willpower again. So I thought that was really a very cool display of of how uh, how much of master of willpower Hal Jordan really is. You know, he he did that before. He he hammered out his own ring from the uh, inf- uh, not not the Infinity Gauntlet, the uh, Tronos Gauntlet uh, in the past, and now he's again creating his own Green Lantern ring. I thought that was really really awesome uh one of my favorite parts was uh you know they're showing Hal's exploits on the tv and there and it shows them in a bar and the people are like yeah i feel safer now you know Hal's back and then it pans over to see you see sinestro in a hoodie kind of you know just kind of looking over glaring at him i will say i'm not a big fan of them putting in sinestro in this early um i kind of wish that they would have focused on some other villains. Um, I, I don't know that they're going to jump into them within the next few issues or not, or if they're just teasing them. But uh, I, I definitely would like to see Hal versus some of the um, non-Lantern villains for a little bit. A uh, couple of things I just wanted to talk about uh, that you that you guys had touched on. Uh, I really enjoyed Hal uh, just kind of sitting out on his uh, RV going, really screwed this one up you know got 30 bucks in the check account and uh gotta figure out how i'm gonna survive on it and all i get to do is drink this soda which was definitely a beer you know i thought the the way that they did the sky in that scene was actually really good um by the way burger and or burger and boot sam you guys were both right it is another time in another universe is what the uh the panel description says when we go to that uh john stewart story both of you guys are right it is another time it is another universe um i absolutely want to point out my favorite thing in this whole entire issue was that damn goat 
in the valley where they're just <laughs> flying the planes to the goat. And then Hal Jordan comes by, goes like, ah! And the next band was just just the uh, the jet jet trail after it. Yeah, um, I, I, I just missed the, the notification where uh, where it said that no animals were harmed while creating this issue. <laughs> um, but the, you know, the last thing I want to say is you know this is the the one that's right in the main book is Jeremy Adams who has been doing the Flash, which you know I will not shut up about that book. I've really enjoyed that book so much, so I'm excited to see him on Green Lantern. And then the backup is being done by Philip Kennedy Johnson, who he did the War World Rising book in Acting Comics. So again, you know, you got two just killer writers on this on this series. Really look forward to where they're going with it. Again, you know, I've said this multiple times. This is going to be a book we touch on every single month. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and get us moving on. We got a few more issues to cover here, guys. Um, the next thing on our list here is Stargirl and We Lost Children. Uh, this was a six-series six issue that just wrapped up. Yeah, it's uh, it's a story about uh, Stargirl, who is uh, uh, teaming up with uh, Emiko at first, and uh, they are investigating the... Uh, death of uh sidekicks from the from the past and they get thrown to a uh, uh an island out of time uh where uh, the beach is made up out of uh uh mirror clue or whatever it's called the the, the, the sand in our man's yeah miraculous yeah that yeah miraculo and uh they are chased by robots who try to kidnap them and they get split up with uh all kind of uh, different child versions of uh, of, of sidekicks they, that they had, like the, the sidekick for uh, uh, Mr. Terrific and uh, uh, all, all kind of other uh, uh, sidekicks that, that, that they had, uh, all, all sort of uh, forgotten uh, forgotten heroes, forgotten sidekicks. Uh, and it ties into the um, uh, Batman Flashpoint Beyond book, where they messed with time, and uh, that, that that sort of the background of this this story. They end up fighting a villain called uh, uh, the the bird, the bird child villain, minder, child. child minder. Thank you. Uh, who's actually working for uh, our man? Who's uh, who's been uh, uh, corrupted by? Uh, turns out a, a time master or a, a version of a time master, an adult version of the time master. Yeah, I thought it was a uh, a, a a cool story. Um, Corky mask, uh, Baxter the time master. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I so I liked this a lot. It gave more insights into our man, um, and and like so I liked our man. Um, I liked him in the past when he was in, you know, JSA back in the day. Um, and I, I like how he's kind of bleeding over a couple different books now. Um, but, you know, I, so it gave some backstory on, you know, why he's doing what he's doing, um, who the big bad kind of is. Um, you know, then it kind of pans forward and um, re reintroduces all of these um, sidekicks 
um, now heroes into uh, into the main universe. And so it explained, hey, we can't take everybody back. We can only put them where they are now or the timeline now. Um, and so then it goes into, hey, they're going to be forming a new team. Um, you start to see some of them meeting some of their old um, heroes. It alludes to, I think it was Ladybug um, being potentially like maybe it was a little awkward um but then you know you it doesn't show it but it shows uh what was the flash's daughter name jay garrick's uh the the boom the boom um so it shows you know her coming up and him kind of looking over his shoulder kind of surprised um and so yeah so i i really i really like the direction that that it's going and it'll be interesting to see what you know young justice society is able to do yeah, I thought it was kind of cool that they uh, they didn't return all the sidekicks back to the original times, but they actually put them all in the in the, the current time zone. And you know, I, I'm I'm really hoping to to see all the uh, well, maybe not all of them, but you know, a lot of the the new sidekicks that they have now. I hope they you know sort of introduce them in a cool way into the uh, the main books uh, that that we have so far. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this miniseries. Uh, I've always been a, a Star Girl fan. Um, ever since JSA, um, the JSA where she kind of debuted was kind of one of my first few comics I jumped into when I started reading comics. Um, overall, I thought the series was really good. Um, it had a, a lot of characters is the only thing that I would complain about a little bit. Um, I mean, we have like 20 different sidekicks in this book. Um, which I, I think that that was a little bit much. I feel like that there's a lot of them that are underdeveloped and underserved in the theories. And, you know, going forward, maybe they get a chance to shine a bit more. Maybe they don't. I know uh, Judy Garrett is going to be in, an, in a series with uh, Jay come October, which DC did announce uh, three new books, which let's make a little bit a little bit of time to talk, talk about them at the end, maybe. Uh, they're all JSA related. Um, I really enjoyed Courtney just refusing to give up on our man. Uh, it's one of those things that I, you know, we talk about a lot in superhero comics is these heroes, they just refuse to quit, refuse to give up, no matter what the case is. And uh, she is one of the best at doing that. Um, the last thing that I wanted to mention on this is I really wanted to give uh, Wing a shout out uh, he is Shiny Knight's uh, sidekick. Uh, his sacrifice at the end was really, really well done, really noble. Uh, it was just nice to have that uh, send off for him. And then having the seven soldiers reform because of that was also a nice touch, I thought. Agreed. For sure. And maybe, maybe we'll see a new seven soldiers book, hopefully. That would definitely be fun. Um, all right. So we got... Two more books here to wrap up on. Um, these are both books that we've talked, one book we've started to talk about every month, but another book where we've uh, absolutely loved. Um, but first up, we have Doom Patrol number two. Uh, why don't I throw it over to you, Boom Stam, to kind of talk about it. It's, uh, it's a weird book, for sure. But, I mean, you know, what are you expecting? It's the Doom Patrol. Uh, uh <laughs> uh, it's uh, also a uh, 
spin-off from uh, one of the stories that uh, took place in Lazarus. We have a new sort of roster of the, the, the Doom Patrol uh, with a uh, monster girl, I think she's called, uh, and um, uh, the, the, the new leader isn't, uh, or the new chief, if you will, is uh, is actually the... Uh, Character that has uh, like a crazy, crazy Jane, yeah, crazy, crazy Jane. Jane, yeah, she has like a couple of uh, different uh, personalities running around through her head, and one of them is the new chief. Niles yeah. Calder is, is still there on the administrative side. Yeah, and, and you, you can see the back and forth between the two. You can tell that Chief probably wants to take over again. Yeah, he wants to. He wants to. He's always been a, a shady character, uh, a little bit of a shady character at least. And then there's this uh, this new character who has a sort of alien, blue alien in his in his stomach or something that he lets out and. Uh, He's actually sent to infiltrate the Doom Patrol by, uh, I think it's... Uh, yeah, it's Peacemaker and uh, General Blanche. Yeah, Blanche. I, I was going to say Eiling, but uh, it was a different general. Yeah, I mean, it was weird. It was the Doom Patrol. Uh, maybe, you know, Digi, maybe your thoughts on it. Uh, you get, uh, as... Uh, Beast Girl is taking Worm in, you know, the kid that's sent there, you know, by Peacemaker. Uh, you get to see the different levels of, they call it the shelter now. You get to see the different teams. You get to see how big their roster really is. And, um, of course, Worm gets exposed. He doesn't want to... Um, you know, betray the Doom Patrol. He ends up liking them. So Peacemaker's trying to do the old suicide squad, you know, blow his head off. They try to, they jump up, you know, he tells Robot Man and Beast Girl, like, hey, I betrayed you guys. Uh, I think they're going to try to blow me up. So Robot Man just launches him, you know, as high as he can and boom. But before that happened, he was like, hey, can you guys take care of this worm inside me, I think? Yeah, uh, the name is Velvet, which we learn is the real operative behind, um, you know, that I guess Peacemaker sent. So what you learn is there's still a, you know, operative there, you know, infiltrating the Doom Patrol. But I, I mean, I, I thought it was a, if you know anything about the past, they show all the the old roster, Elastigirl, Flex Mentalo. Danny, the streets even mentioned, and Mento. Uh, I mean, I like it. If you're wanting an introduction to something weird, uh, you know, you should give Doom Patrol a try. No better review of any Doom Patrol book ever than Doom Patrol. It was weird. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So let's throw it to our last book. Uh, I think Berger and myself are the, uh, probably two biggest fans of this book in the world. So I am going to let Berger speak on what is one of our favorite books. So Berger, go ahead and tell me what you thought of The Flash. Oh, yeah. No, I I, I love how how this is going. Um, you know, it's I, I love the direction it's going. It's, uh, it's really, you know, I, I think my favorite part. So it, it, you, you see Our Man again in this. Um, 
And then it kind of kicks back onto how our man got where he was. Um, and so it shows him fighting extant, which I believe was a zero hour callback from like the early nineties. Um, and so, and kind of like how he was lost. And then, um, and then again, like the, the star girl and this combined kind of piece together, like how he got where he was. Um, and he was in prison for a while. Um, and then he heard, uh, Granny something, goodness. yeah, he heard something and it turned out to be granny goodness. And so, you know, in this book, you know, it kind of shows, uh, so what was it? Wally or not Wally, uh, Wallace was it? No. Who had the, who had the child? Yeah. Wally had Wally. The child. Okay. Yeah. Wally, yeah, uh, had his, had the baby. Um, and then all of a sudden, um, granny goodness comes in pretending to be a nurse takes the baby. Uh, then there's an explosion. Um, and so it, it's, it's them kind of all coming together. Um, you know, so you have several members of the flash family coming together. Um, you have Mr. Terrific coming in, um, our man showing up gold beetle, which I really, really want to see more of her as well the entire terrifics by the way yeah and so it, so it's really cool um and then it shows like hey we're going out to get our child back um but they the end thing is is like granny goodness is assembling like a whole new like kind of furies team um and and going around and taking the uh you know young child or young children um from different points um, to bring them together so she can train them and raise them as her own. So, uh, but really cool, really exciting book, really fast paced. Um, you know, I, I, I'm really, really enjoying it. All right. So I will second you on that burger. Uh, if we do not get a gold beetle book before the end of the year, I am um, personally going to be upset. Riot. Um, I'm going to hold my breath on one of these podcasts till DC does it. <laughs> um, you know, I, I love the entire getting the crew together to go get Wade. Um, you know, this is just, I love the way that Jeremy Adams is just tying the entire run together. Um, even with that uh, last page uh, 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 teaser with the uh, tag team partner coming back from the uh, intergalactic wrestling um, to jump in and help them out. I think that that was a fun callback to earlier in the, the run. Um, Jeremy Adams, he just does such a good job just building the run and referring to the run. I, I, I will not stop singing this guy's praises. I will read every single book they put him on. Oh, Ed, that name is Omega Bam Man, brother. Thank you. Thank you. I could not remember the name to save my life. Yeah, what is it like yeah, a purple, uh, basically a purple guy. Hulk Hogan? Yeah. <laughs> Purple Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Did you boom? Did you guys have anything you wanted to add? Uh, well, I, I just, I just want to say that it was, it was funny how uh, they sort of commandeered the the, the spaceship from Mister Terrific, and Mister Terrific was like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's still my ship. You know, <laughs> what are you guys talking about? That was kind of funny. Uh, oh yeah, they do the uh, Star Trek make it so. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the references were out of control here. Um, all right, guys. Uh, let's get towards wrapping this up. I did have a couple of pieces of news 
uh, one that I told you guys about, and then uh, one that I hinted at, and one that I told you guys nothing about. So uh, without further ado, uh, Wonder Woman's getting a daughter. Um, again. What? Uh, what, do you guys, what do you guys think of the uh, new Wonder, Wonder Daughter coming forward? Uh, she's going to be known as Trinity, and she will be appearing in uh, Tom King's upcoming Wonder. I don't know whether she's going to be in the run itself or if she's just going to be featured in the story. Um, you guys got any thoughts on this? Anything uh, new or original to talk about? My uh, my my guess is it's uh, New Fifty Two Superman's baby, his and Wonder Woman's love child. That Bold would <laughs> that would complicate things. Oh, that's hot right there. Wonder how Lois would feel about this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. So DC, you're listening. Feel free to rewrite everything you've been planning and plug that in. <laughs> All right. So let's just do this rapid fire. The next thing I wanted to talk about is uh, the new Golden Age series that are coming from DC. Come October, we have new ongoing series for Jay Garrick, where we're going to see more of Judy Garrick from uh, Stargirl and the Lost Children. Um, Alan Scott is going to get his own book and then we are going to see the return of wesley dodds the sandman I, w- I would like to see obsidian and jane uh be a part of the alan scott book i mean that would make my day you mean jade yeah yeah gotcha um yeah which by the way that's one thing that's always bothered me is uh i managed to get cheshire dumb jade and dcl and now I'm just terrified of the day that Jade shows up and joins the uh, roster and I have to figure that one out. But that's a problem for future hot guy. Um, the creative teams on this book uh, for Green Lantern is going to be Jeremy Adams, uh, who, again, like I said, I will read anything this man writes. Um, it's going to focus on a... Alan Scott's greatest enemy, which is going to be the Golden Age Red Lantern. Um, then the Jay Garrick book. Oh, wait a minute. Uh, I apologize. Jeremy Adams is not writing that Green Lantern book. He is writing the Jay Garrick book. Sorry, I'm skimming these articles as I go. Um, which again, super excited for that. I will still read it. Um, him writing The Flash and writing Family Dynamics, two of my favorite things about him. Uh, the correction, by the way, is Tim Sheridan is going to be the writer and um, he and Tom, Tormi from Superman, Son of kal are going to be the creative team for Alan Scott. Um, and then finally, Wesley Dodds is going to be done by Rob Vendetti, who I have a touchy relationship with. Uh, I did not enjoy his Green Lantern run at all. Um, after Jeff John's uh, epic run, he started it off with a giant fart show. Well, I mean, that's a hard act to follow up, Jeff Jones. I mean, I agree. Uh, just was not for me. Uh, and then Riley Rothamo, who is hit or miss on art for me, is going to be the artist for that book. Any thoughts on any of these three books, guys? Um, I know we're, I'm trying to rush through this so we can uh, get on with our lives since we've been doing this for almost two hours here. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for all of them. I mean, uh, like you said, I will read everything they uh, they bring out. So, uh, and I'm sure we'll touch on these books going into uh, October when they do debut. Um, the last thing I have here for you is uh, this is just something I read on the Hollywood Reporter today. Um, 
we are getting closer to Superman Legacy uh, official casting going down, but we are seeing uh, names coming out that are attached to some of these roles. Um, the, currently, it's being reported that the uh, front runner for Superman is David Cornsweet. Cornsweet? Not sure how to say his last name. Uh, he has been a, a guy that I've seen thrown around for Superman casting since uh, this was announced. Uh, I think that he does have a pretty strong resemblance to uh, the outgoing Superman, um, Henry Cavill. So pretty okay with that choice. Um, then we have one of the major names being thrown around for Lois Lane are, is Emma Mackey. Um, another name that has popped up is Rachel Brosnahan. And boom, I'm sharing this article with you, bud. Um, but the big thing is uh, apparently they are going to be featuring uh, Lex Luthor in this movie. And there's only been one name supposedly tied to this to this casting, and that is uh, Nicholas Holt. Which uh, I don't know if you if you guys are familiar with his work. Uh, he was beast in the newest X Men movie. Oh um, yeah, I know him. What are the X Men? <laughs> I honestly, uh, I've always wanted to see him play the Joker personally, but I think he'd be a solid luck. Well, it's not as interesting as my JLI casting from last episode. You know that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. I didn't mean to laugh. Oh man. But yeah, so we should be in relatively soon, I feel like uh, we should be coming up with the official casting for these roles. So hopefully within probably the next month of the episodes, we have a solid casting news for that. And we can all get excited for the uh, upcoming uh, relaunch of the DC universe. Yeah, um, they, they, all, they also said that uh, Crypto was going to be in the uh, Superman Legacy movie. So I'm looking forward to that. And I cannot wait to see how Sean Gunn performs as a dog. Yeah, that sounds uh, like one of my casting choices, right? <laughs> Just a little bit. Uh, all right, guys. It has been a blast. Uh, like I said, we've been doing this for a while. We'll probably actually split this up into two episodes for you guys. Uh, just to make it a little bit more manageable. Um, hopefully, hopefully. I'm going to knock on wood because we say this every week. Uh, hopefully, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode uh, going over next week's unbelievable lineup of uh, new books, ongoing books. Um, guys, it was a blast. I can't wait till the next episode. Burger, why don't you bring us on home? Uh, Digi, boom. You guys got anything that you want to speak in here? Feel free. No, just uh, like you said, I'm looking forward to the next episode. Looking forward to hanging with you guys again and uh, talk about my, our favorite pastime, reading comic books. Yeah, and so uh, everybody, thanks a lot for for tuning in. Uh, you know, it's it's always a blast being able to hang out with you guys and talk about things that we love, um, DC. And I know you guys were listening and checking it out. Uh, feel free to hit us up for some of our uh, brilliant ideas that we've thrown around um, and storylines and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, we uh, we love it and we love all you guys and uh, can't wait till uh, we get together next time.